Welcome back to another episode of Dead Rooster. It's our second episode, and we're lazy, so it's been a while since our first episode, but today we are featuring a video game. We're going to be alternating, and at some point when people start listening to us, we might let you vote on what we talk about, but for now we're going to choose because we're loners. <laughs> I am joined, as always, by my handsome mustacheless now friend daniel it's growing back <laughs> and we're going to be talking about until dawn uh, a lot of people know about this game and we're also joined by a very special guest that i am conjoined in matrimony my Ooh. wife and i don't know what else to compare you to Kristen. <laughs> thank you for the <laughs> my words introduction <laughs> Hey, I, I thought about you. It counts. That's so sweet and so cute. <laughs> but yes, uh, we're talking about Until Dawn. I didn't actually play it this time around. I've played it many times, as for I'm shame. sure a lot of people have, um, if you know what's good for you. Um, but before we get started, some, um, what is it called? Technical talk? I don't know. Whatever you fucking want to call it. Uh, we're now on every podcast platform. Yes. That's something we did not have the first episode. <laughs> um, I didn't know how to podcast. I forgot. It's been a while. And I forgot I had to manually do some of these things. So, um, hey, if you have any platform, now you can hear us. Our, our first episode was... Um, what was that movie called again? I the forgot. Old <laughs> the Old Boys. <laughs> yes. It was a great movie, but I forgot. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you like uh, Mexican witchers, um, that's for you. But first, let's talk about Until Dawn. Um, I have a quick question for you guys, just random ballpark question that I want to talk about. If you were to run into Nicolas Cage and he pulled you into his crazy nightlife how long do you think you would survive you can break it down to hours minutes whatever you want and how do you die um are we talking pre-cocaine days or post-cocaine days? we're talking at his worst oh fuck it yeah. i think i can actually make it the entire the entire, the entire night, night? Yeah. i believe that actually you're you're like our own very own nicholas cage <laughs> I'm not crazy, though. I just like going out and party. <laughs> There's a difference, you ass. <laughs> um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess the I'm crazy. The stuff Fuck that me. you tag each other in on Facebook is making your I'm not crazy a little sus, Daniel. <laughs> Good wait, thing what? our listeners do not have access to our personal Facebooks. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Go back, go back. I didn't hear it. So one more time, Kristen. I said... Um, it's a good thing. Or I said you guys tag each other and some crazy shit on Facebook. So you're, I'm not crazy is a little sus. Uh, but we love each other. I love Thomas. Thomas loves me. So we're in this yeah, together. Those are, those are posts sent out of love. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. And our, and our love to self-inflict death blows. I don't know. Because we're depressy human beings. <laughs> That's, That's what, what I say. Our psychiatrists tell us, at least. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Kristen, you're not getting away from this one. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I don't know, because I'm not really a party person. Been there, done that. But um, 
even when I did, I was always the mom. I was always the person taking care of everybody. So I think I'd make it through the whole night, and I would make sure he did too. Aww. Oh, that's um, a nice answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about Nicolas Cage, not even himself. So I like that. And I've been where you've been in your shoes being the, the mom. I've been the dad um, in multiple mushroom trips. So definitely <laughs> know what that's like. And that's so sweet. Hey, man. Somebody has to be the guide in the peyote journeys. Hell yeah. All right. But yeah, let's talk about Until Dawn. Um, I do have some surprise tips and questions about the game but first should we talk about what the game is about uh, i'm sure not a lot of people know about it or remember it but i guess the best way to break it down is eight friends going to a remote retreat a year after they pull the world's worst prank spoiler and, alert yeah um the game's been out for a shit ton of years, so yeah, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess they start to suspect that they're in for a lot more than they anticipated. And then add on to that the real threat, I guess. So <laughs> essentially, it's the way I, I could describe it is like a like a homage to like slasher movies in a sense like at least that's what it starts out as and then it kind of like delves into what you know everybody knows the wendigos <laughs> um which we've seen them um on footage thanks to our friend kevin who we won't release his last name for legal reasons creepiest shit ever not gonna uh, lie. but yeah he sends us pictures of skinwalkers that he sees um yet we're to not gonna be. tell you what job he does either for his protection <laughs> <laughs> for for his protection we don't want uh, the real news networks to come after him <laughs> um but yeah skinwalkers um i actually think that's probably one of the cooler um I guess you would call them like mythological creatures or supernatural creatures, whatever you want to fucking call them. Cryptids, senor. There you go. Yeah, cryptocurrencies. Um, yeah. They're one of the the more um, cooler cryptocurrencies out there. But it's like a like an homage to a bunch of different horror movies. Um, mm -hmm. It seemed to me, um, and that's kind of like like it's kind of cheesy, but I felt like. At least I hope that they were. That's what they were going for, you know. They kind of wanted like go after the cheese factor and like the the stupidity of slasher movies and like these teenage horror movies. Like I know what you did last summer, or, like Scream. Um, you know, even Saul. If if you get to that point of the game, um, but first, let's hear about your first impressions of the game. And I'll start with Daniel, because I know Kristen doesn't like to be put on the spot. So uh, take it away, Daniel. What was your first impression of this most recent playthrough? This most recent playthrough was depressing. So my first playthrough, because I've only played it twice, um, only uh, Matthew uh, ended up getting killed um, because I taunted the, the elk, and that was a bad idea, apparently. That's uh, the only one that didn't make it <laughs> my first playthrough. Um, the second time around, uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, on my best behavior. A lot of the characters did end up making it towards the end. And then I started fucking up uh, and they ended up dying. So it was a really depressing ending. Uh, Matt. Um, and then it was Emily. Um, and then uh, Sam were the only survivors. Uh, oh, actually, Matt survived this time around. 
So only four survivors out of the entire group. So yeah, I had a bad playthrough. Yeah, um, let's talk about the elk. Um, I feel like whoever was in charge of that particular um, sequence must have been like scarred as a child, or maybe I'm just like some ignorant desert person. But like to me, other than Red Dead Redemption Two, elk have never harmed me or been like vicious to me in any way. But I could be wrong. But to me, it kind of seemed like you know West Side Story, like a gang of elk just like corner you and just like. They they fucking murder you. Like what what is that about? Like is that normal? Like has anybody survived an elk attack? Like is that a thing? Or encounter? Yeah. Like do they gang I've up? I've seen like, like dead stuffed ones like at Cabela's, but that's <laughs> 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 about my exposure to them and they were pretty harmless. <laughs> but I mean I've seen deer in the wild many times and they've never done anything. Yeah, I feel like like that was a misconception of but elk they all and... had uh antlers didn't they yes so they were <laughs> yeah. all males so i could see how they would be a tad aggressive if it was like during mating season or whatever ah. so yeah. it was a bunch of horny male elks <laughs> so there my... you have it wait we debunked it <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you for that Kristen. you are very welcome uh, and also, this playthrough, I learned do not fuck with any animal in that game. So, yeah, I did not. <laughs> the real evil nature. Did you nature. kill the bird? No. Oh, None okay. of them. All the animals lived. I think I've only killed the bird once. And I was just out of mere curiosity. I, I didn't kill him the first time, but... What happens when you I shoot mean, a bird? Nothing. You just... They, they think you're a dick. Oh, okay. Much. I kind of figured. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Because I think it's uh, Sam that's with you at the time. And then... It's Ashley. Oh, no. Um, I'm thinking of the stupid chipmunk. Was it a chipmunk or yes, a, it's a squirrel? Yes, a squirrel. Yeah. Oh, I killed the squirrel. I didn't kill the bird. Uh, yeah, okay. I, shot, I shot the squirrel. Yeah, the bird was, like, at the beginning. It was on the table. Yeah. It was, like, when you're first, like, shooting the gun. Right, right. Yeah, no, I killed the, the squirrel in front of Sam, and she thought I was a dick. That is a dick move. That is a dick it, move. It is, but, you know, after you sh- you don't shoot him a couple of times, you get a little bit curious. That sounded very serial killer <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, It's been 35 years. I haven't murdered anybody. <laughs> I should give it a shot. That we know of. That's true. And you never will know. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Them's the rules. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And episode two, we're canceled. Thanks, Thomas. <laughs> uh, well, if we anyone's going to get had a good role, it's going to be him. <laughs> I take very much offense to that, but you know what? Payback. Uh, so, Kristen, first impressions? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I phys- like personally played it for the first time recently, but you and I played it together when we first got together, so... Um, that was a while ago, so I don't remember what happened. But <laughs> when we played it, it scared the crap out of me. But I also hadn't been like uh, conditioned with horror movies through the years as I am now. So it wasn't that scary this time. <laughs> this this was probably one of the first horror esque like movie type things I 
made you experience. So yeah, you, you're pretty well conditioned now. You like horror movies. Um, what was your favorite horror thing we saw this year? This year? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not fair. I don't know. The year's okay. almost over already. What, what, <laughs> what what's your favorite horror thing <laughs> that you saw that you can remember? <laughs> um, did we watch Hush this year? Uh, yeah, that was this year. Yeah, that's a fantastic movie. My it is great. Is a genius. Watch it if if you have not seen that movie. Really recommend it. Yeah, it's yeah, a Netflix a original. So interesting take on horror and like you don't usually see like it's not stuff that you would normally think about how difficult it would be for somebody who's like blind or deaf or whatever deaf yeah um yeah i definitely see like like it added like another layer of horror and it was like done in such a way that like like it wasn't lazy is what it felt like to me because I you could easily just like keep cutting audio like lazily and make it almost like a silent film but like he really made you feel like you were in her shoes and that on top of like the creepy stalker scenarios like what you see in the strangers and vacancy like mm-hmm. it, ugh, goosebumps but I love watching it <laughs> But um, other than that, um, when I played it myself, (laughs) I was doing so good. I was, like, choosing the right answers, except for Bimbo Bitch. What's her name? (laughs) Emily? Um, Jessica? Jessica, that one. Jessica. Um, (laughs) Other than Jessica, like, I was doing really, really good until literally, like, the last chapter of the game, and then everything fell apart. (laughs) and don't know how so like the only people i had left at the end was matt emily and sam oh, <laughs> damn. Everybody else. <laughs> so do you remember what happened that like because i remember you yelling in the other room <laughs> and you were so angry but i didn't actually get to see what exactly happened it was a and- stupid light bulb Oh, right, oh, the yeah. one I warned you about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so... The light bulb. <laughs> in your defense, I mean, I did tell you that that would be, like, a key moment, but I, I've i played it so many times, and for some reason, there's, like, some parts of this game that, like, just I completely blank out as to what I have to do in what order. And, yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of people killed in that moment and jessica i didn't even know you could save her until daniel mentioned that you just have to be quick about it yeah but knowing i mean anybody that knows me playing video games knows that i can't i can't not search the area and look for collectibles and stuff so sorry jessica i'm never gonna save you No, but like with well, when you're playing Mike um, in that section, you don't really have um, uh, any a whole lot of spots to really investigate. It's just you have to do all the quick timing, but you have to do the uh, the quick way about it. Yeah, right. Super quick time events. And that's what I like. I, I always do the the quicker routes rather than the safer routes, just because it's less buttons I have to press. And I mean, I like the challenge. 
And we're going to be talking about these in the future, um, but Supermassive Games, if you're not familiar with the dev- developer, um, they they have like a DLC for Until Dawn, but you have to buy like the... Um, oh, the like VR the, one, right? No, it's... um. What what is it like the special edition? I forgot what exactly what it's called. It's it's like the special edition of the game, and it comes with a DLC that follows Matt and Ashley. It's like a short little standalone part of the game for them. And then yeah, there's uh, Until Dawn: Rush of Blood, which initially was gonna be sort of like a sequel, but they realized that I mean the game ends differently for everybody so like what what story are you gonna like build off of you know so they ended up releasing it um as a vr like roller coaster ride but it was initially gonna be like an arcade style shooter which would have been cool that would have been cool um because i mean the game was built off of the kill zone engine so like it was originally gonna be a first person game and then it kind of morphed into this so it would have been cool to see like what their original idea was, but I mean, I think it came out as good as it could have the way they did it. But yeah, now they have the Dark Anthology picture series. Um, I played all of them. Um, I don't know how familiar everybody is with them. I know Kristen has watched me play them, but they have the Man of Madon, uh, which has Sean Ashmore, I believe, as the main character. Um what was the house of ashes has um oh man what's his name eyebrows from where the millers um <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i know you're talking um, about oh my god his name's on the tip of my tongue the will dude, uh, will, will Coulter. Coulter? Will Coulter. Coulter. there you go yeah. sorry if we're butchering your name if you listen to the podcast <laughs> you're not um, yeah um yeah he he's uh one of the main characters in the second one and then Actually, Tisdale was in the most recent one. Um, oh, that was... Wasn't that House of Ashes? Yeah, that was House of Ashes. I just looked it up right now. Oh, crap. What was the second one? Um, Let's see. Bushy Browns. Um, uh, man, Little I'm Hope. Trying. Little Hope. There you go. Yeah, it was a... That one's kind of like a witchcraft type deal. And then the first one... I, I gotta say... I'm afraid of deep sea diving and like open bodies of water. So that like, it really scared me, but honestly the, the story was kind of fell flat with me up until the ending. It has probably one of the coolest unique endings I've ever seen, like in a horror game, even like a horror movie, but I'm not going to spoil it. Cause I want you guys to play it and we're going to talk about it, but it, it kind of flips the horror aspect onto like a explainable science so I thought that was really cool. And then House of Ashes absolutely terrified us. Uh, Kristen saw me play it. And that one also has a twist that I did not see coming. So um, it's really fun. Uh, I look forward to you guys playing it and talking to me about it. But we're talking about Until Dawn right now. So I'm going to give you guys a choice. Um, we can talk a little bit about the backstory in Until Dawn. Or I have three fun facts that I found about the game, which you might think they're fun, you might think they're not. Quick time event, go. <laughs> Quick time event? You want the backstory or I the fun will, facts? I will go with the fun facts. All right. <clears throat> All right, cool. So I don't know if you guys remember the 
private little theater that you get trapped in. Um, he the killer traps Sam in it, and it's like a little movie theater in the cabin because mm-hmm. like the dad was like a horror movie producer. Uh huh. So if you pay attention to the posters on the wall, they're all real horror films. A lot Wasn't of them are like one of them scream. I believe it was, and there's a lot of indie films there too. Um, the one I thought was the coolest one is actually Stakeland, which if you guys haven't seen that movie, it is absolutely phenomenal. It's like a post-apocalyptic vampire film, and I saw it on Netflix years ago, and I never hear anybody talk about it, and it's just a brilliant movie. Sounds like the, like the Omaha Stakes like Adventure Park. <laughs> Well, it's not. <laughs> Sounds like Willy Wonder, uh, Willy's Wonderland minus the animatronics. No, man, it's it's a great film. Um, I thought it was really cool. Okay, so there's this. So it's basically people that live in, like, think The Walking Dead. How they all, each built their own, build their own little towns and like their own communities and like build it to be protected from the walkers well in this sense they do the same thing but they're protecting themselves from the vampires and the currency in the world is vampire fangs that's how you trade it's really unique and like there's hunters and like this guy this young kid runs into like one of the better hunters out there but he's like a loner and it's like this whole father figure son figure type deal it's really cool and it was really well done for it being like one of those low budget indie films. And there's a sequel, uh, which I really enjoyed too. So you guys should definitely check it out. But second fun fact, I'm sure you guys know that in Japanese porn, they like to blur out the, the penis. What the fuck? Um, Is that like yeah. common knowledge or something? Uh, I thought yeah. it was. <laughs> and, 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 Anybody that was a male teenager at some point knows. Okay, well, I've never been one of those. Sorry. Oh, well, for those of you who have not delved into the later pages of Pornhub, um, would will know that in Japanese uh, pornography, yeah, they blur out the penis. They will show you everything, but they blur out the actual genitalia. That's sexist. Well, in the Japanese version of Until Dawn, most of the deaths were considered so gruesome that they actually (laughs) censor it. And every time somebody dies in the Japanese version of the game, you just get a black screen and get to hear the murder, which to Uh me, to (laughs) me, sounds even more petrifying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I am going to have to find these clips of all the deaths in the Japanese version of the game and we will have to listen to them but that just doesn't sound that better sounds like worse. That? yeah that sounds worse yeah like auditory overload 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 I can't speak um yeah I, I'm not a fan of that no no not at so, all so before I give, before I give you this last fun fact uh roughly how would you how long would you say it took you to beat the game I played in the span of four days, and I was probably like two, maybe three chapters at a, at a time. And as we all know, the tenth chapter is the shortest one, so it doesn't take long to beat it. So how many hours would you say that was total of actual game time? Like uh, your best guess. 
probably beat it. I want to say maybe in like in six or seven hours. Sounds about right. Same same for you, Kristen. I guess I don't know. I think I played it over <laughs> the weekend, didn't I? You're like, what do you think I am? Some sort of speed runner? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm like, man, I played it in seven hours. I feel like I spent like 15 hours on that game. I feel like I played it forever, no. but I don't think that's uh, true. No, I, I'd say you were around the same same time frame, maybe around eight hours, just because of your uh, pizza breaks with the game paused. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but okay, so that that amount of time that you spent on the game was was built on the game that was developed for a one thousand page script. Um, is what they used to develop it. Wow. And at one point, the writer said that they actually have about 10,000 pages of script, but they only used 1,000 pages. What the fuck? So That's crazy. It, imagine if it would have taken you, what, 60 hours? I don't know math, but I guess, yeah, 6 times 10 is 60. Whew! Sweat that one. <laughs> um I so, couldn't yeah. have listened to Emily talk for 60 hours of gameplay. I would have freaking killed myself. She's the one with the less screen time, so I think we'd have been let off easy, I hope. But that's a whole <laughs> lot more dialogue, too, so who knows? Yeah, Matt and Emily were the ones with the least amount of screen time, which is probably why they got a DLC, because a lot of their time is kind of lost in gaps. Good. So... <laughs> <laughs> No, I agree. <laughs> no, I agree too, but yeah, it is kind of fucked up. Um, Nicole Bloom, we do not blame you. You did a wonderful job making her as hateable as she actually was. Yeah, that means you did a great job. But that um, that'll bring me to my next... I'm going to ask you guys some questions before we talk about the backstory of Until Dawn. So I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one, but if you had your way who's the character you wish you could just kill right away emily without a doubt yeah emily bye kind of saw that one coming yeah unfortunately um for me it would 100 percent be emily too although chris kind of annoys me to a point at one point in the game that just makes me want him to die but i don't I don't understand. I don't know what it is. There's just something he, about him that that really irks me. He's actually my favorite to... character, so I'm sad to hear that. <laughs> and see, you know, I don't That's even think that guy, it was right? his fault. Yes, yeah, blonde with, with the, the glasses. glasses. So I think what it was was that he was trying to impress. I forget that girl's name that he likes. Um, is it Cindy? Ashley. Or... A- Ashley, yes. Um, he was trying to impress her, and I feel like they—that's kind of how they wrote it. Like how a like young male would try to like put out this like machismo and like almost like I don't want to insult jocks, but like jock-like attitude, you know, like just very obnoxious. And <laughs> but he's a it, nerd. The jock is Mike, and I get that. But at some point in the game, he kind of goes like very to me at least very off character and he becomes like very off-putting to me and it's when he's with Ashley by himself and 
I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I mean, he he is still in my top five characters, but there's just this very very small point where I would probably kill him over Emily. Damn. <laughs> so now let's take it to the other end of things. Who would you die for? You. Aww. <laughs> I'm not a character in the game, though. That's so sweet. That's so cute. Aww. Um, Sam. Girl power. And I would, you know, um, either for Mike or for Sam, to be completely honest. They're the, the heroes in the in the game, so definitely going to give it to them. Yeah, Mike. Mike starts off. See, Mike starts off like at that opposite end of that spectrum, and he just makes up for it. And like his part in this story is so like important and interesting, and like like it's stupid to say, but like you kind of see him grow and like kind of put off all like his negative like parts of his attitude, and he just like becomes like this really cool dude. Yeah, because he starts off. Really start rooting to him. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, wasn't a fan until I cut his finger off, and then I started to feel bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> then I started to like. So. I was like, well, I guess you served your justice for being a an a hole at the beginning of the game. <laughs> I don't know what kind of twisted like punishment you were instilling on these characters to redeem <laughs> themselves. So, how much of the backstory do you guys know, like, like as far as collecting the collectibles and, like, reading about the miners in the asylum? Not um, a whole lot, aside from what clues you find in the game, to be completely honest. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest. I didn't 100% read all of that. I, I don't think anybody did. <laughs> um. I know there was some crazy, like weird experimenting thing going on in the asylum yes so so it goes back to the 50s where you start finding all that mining gear and you start finding like the picture and the notes of the miners and it kind of like fills in the gaps of the miners that got trapped inside so they were actually the ones that unleashed the wendigo spirit because they resorted to cannibalism and that's Mm -hmm. when they got possessed and cursed in the mountain so then you fast track to them being rescued and they're already experiencing the symptoms which i'm going to talk about something that kind of ties into this in a way at least to me but we'll we'll jump to that in a little bit so yeah they, they they get put into the asylum and yeah they essentially get like tested on and experimented on and obviously from what we see things don't go well and and they end up uh killing everybody at the asylum and they also turn into wendigos and the place essentially goes to shit and destroys itself so then we have the cabin put on the put on the cliff by the I guess the what were they the Washington? I think that was their last name. Washington family. Um, by Josh and and Heather and Beth's parents. So they they put it up. They play the prank on them. They fall in the in the cave after the stupid prank and essentially 
end up in the cave where you find out that um, I believe it was Hannah. Sorry, not Heather. Um, <laughs> Hannah is the one that ends up eating her sister, Beth, who died because she couldn't escape because she had a broken leg, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then she's the one that unleashes the Wendigo spirit. And I don't know at what point all these other Wendigos get unleashed. Uh, I'm assuming they were hiding down there. And as you start kind of poking around in the mines, it kind of makes them come out. Or they were just, just uh, un- uh, what is it called? A series of unfortunate events. They happened to be there when this was <laughs> happening. I don't fucking know. And I don't know what really what role this guy with the flamethrower plays other than he's some renegade wendigo hunter that took it upon himself to (laughs) yeah took it upon himself to keep them um in the mines but um something that caught my attention so that was it's not much i mean i'm not an expert i'm sure there's other people that paid a lot more attention that probably know more about this but i just thought it was interesting um how it started all started back in the 50s and it's not just, you know, there there was a story if if you take the time to, like, look for the documents and, like, the clues and stuff, which, I mean, it's kind of hard <laughs> because most of the time you're fighting against time. And there is actually no way for you to collect all the collectibles in one playthrough. It would take multiple playthroughs for you to get every single collectible and piece of backstory um according to the dev the devs so that just um, really really annoys me same like <laughs> go ahead like as somebody that likes to get everything in a game <laughs> like don't give me a game where it's not possible like that is so rude <laughs> and i 100 percent agree um i don't like being bullied into playing a game more than once although i've played it multiple times but you can't expect me to play a game and purposely get somebody killed in a certain way just to reach a certain point like (laughs) that just goes against like the whole nature of the game which is like survival so like i I like to be like the whole trophy and like collectible hunter but I don't want to compromise and have to like play the game a certain way to do it other than actually hunting and looking for them. So yeah, that, that kind of, uh, kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I mean, I also get where they're coming from it at as like a developer. They're trying to add some sort of replayability other than, you know, one and done. I mean, some people don't mind doing that shit. So, um, yeah, I mean, I get it. I'm not a fan of it, though. Um, I like to be able to have access to everything at once. But, excuse me. Uh, but that kind of brings me to the whole uh, minor situation. Um, I looked a little into, like, actual Wendigo lore. <laughs> yeah, our minor situation. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. We're the first ones to break the news. Yeah, the I looked into real Wendigo lore. 
mostly because I was curious about why they would want to test on the miners that they rescued. So just to kind of touch on like the actual Wendigos, um, according to what I read, um, I guess they're, they stem from like Native American Algonquian tribes. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Um, but they believe that Wendigos were actually evil winter spirits or demons. And that you can also be cursed as a human. And they believed strongly in their culture that this was like a punishment for thoughts or acts of cannibalism. And even selfishness and greed. And that would result in you turning into a Wendigo. So not necessarily just resorting to cannibalism. Um, they, they believe that it it could stem from different different things as well. Almost like gluttony, I guess. Um, but I guess an important part for them, as far as Wendigo lore, was like the insatiable appetite that you had for human flesh. And I thought something that was really cool was that like they never stop hunting for food. And since they're never satisfied or full, it was thought that they get bigger and can eat more the more they eat and they also got stronger and um they got stronger and bigger as they got older so i thought that was really cool um so basically unstoppable unless you <laughs> get them while they're young and that then, sounds wrong yeah uh, then the ones in the game i guess they were just starving because they're skinny as shit and fast as shit well, that's that's what I thought was cool because yeah, like it makes you think, you know, were were they starving or was it just that, you know, something different, a different interpretation in the lore? Um, so it got me thinking and there's also something called Wendigo fever, um, which actually was a fever you developed before you were fully possessed, and it was actually something that they believed would drive you completely mad. Um, it would make you hallucinate and have fever dreams, and you would essentially go crazy before you reached like full Wendigo state, which brought me like made me think like if it wasn't for like the Wendigo fever, um, what would they be like full conscious beings of who they were? I mean, so, that makes a whole lot of sense, especially towards the last two chapters with Josh with the whole fever dream and stuff. And I'll, we can get into that a little bit later, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last thing I saw um, that I thought was really cool is there's actually a real modern psychological term and disorder called Wendigo psychosis where people develop an appetite for human flesh. And this is, we're not talking about like, we're lost in the woods. I had no choice. I had to eat his leg. Um, this is people that have like normal lives and access to food, but they have this overwhelming need to like feed on human flesh. So I thought that was cool and really fucking weird. Um, so like, I believe who's it. That? Who's that serial killer that used to eat people? Eat people. Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Like, what if he had Wendigo psychosis? You know, I'm, makes you think. Yeah, there is this documentary I watched uh, over uh, the pandemic last year. Um, it's from Vice. I'll go ahead and send it to you guys. Um, it's about a real life cannibal, and 
his rise to fame. It's a really fucked up story. <laughs> he eats someone in Paris, but he's a Japanese international student at that time. Um, I guess international crimes that are I transferred over to uh, Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I watched think... the actual documentary. It's pretty gruesome and awesome. But the dude ended up getting off the hook with the and he became right? a Japanese celebrity. He, Where he, he puts the woman bar- in a suitcase he, and he leaves has... her like, by yes, the water. Yes, it's that one. Oh my god, I know this story. In a park in <laughs> France, yeah. Thanks, Bailey awesome. Syrian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know the story and I love Vice. They do some pretty crazy things. Um, I love their network. So yeah, send it to me. I'll I'll totally watch it. I'll send it to you guys then. Um, But yeah, let's talk about... Before we talk about Josh, I have another question for you guys. Um, Is there something you would like... You would have liked, I'm sorry, um, for the game to do better, better... Jeez, I can't speak today. Um, it can be either story-wise or gameplay-wise. Um, for example, for me, um, having played the newer games that Supermassive Games put out, I'm so glad they got rid of the whole hold the controller steady function because that shit was whack. It, I Either I have this twitch or shake that I am not aware of, or that sensor was not functioning properly because it would tell me to hold the controller steady. And there was points where I would just set it on the table and it would still say that I failed. And it was frustrating as hell. I didn't have any problems with that, but I think that's because I played it on the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> Could very well be. <laughs> Um, for me, honestly, I wish the game did have, um, a little bit better lighting. Um, and also some of the camera angles are really tight, which, um, kind of like for me, it obscured certain things. And I think that's another reason why in some of the playthroughs, you probably miss, you know, clues or like the totems and stuff. So the camera angles just a little bit janky for me. But overall, I think like the dialogue and like the quick time events, I think they're all pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's actually my only two complaints for it. I do like it story wise as well. So, yeah, I I definitely see what you're talking about about the camera angles, and I guess I kind of get where they're coming from. Like if you're looking at it as like a horror aspect, like it did give you like almost like an obstructed view that probably was meant to like add suspense or like kind of put you you know in a view that kind of made you feel a little bit more vulnerable but as a game it didn't really work yeah especially if you're hunting like these totems and all these little knickknacks that you're trying to collect um but yeah i i wish there was an option for you to maybe have more control if you choose to and i know Kristen, you you don't 100% agree with my little um, comment about the controller because you had a different experience. But was there anything that you would have changed? Um, I agree with the camera angle thing. There were moments when I was like, what the hell am I looking at? Like, this has nothing to do with what we're doing. Why am I so far away? Or whatever. Like, um, Otherwise, I didn't have too many complaints. Just the complaint that I 
tend to always lean towards, and that's the why do we have to sexualize women in the woods where it's snowing? Like, these girls would have never had a chance to die in real life in any of these events because they would have all had hypothermia and died. Because, like, I just like Hayden Panettiere and fucking cropped leggings. Like, in the woods, in the snow, and fucking Jessica running around in her little tight jeans and tight top. And like, top. you would be freezing to death. Right. <laughs> but then you, you, you go through a giant, sec- not a giant section, but you do go through one chapter with uh, with Sam, who is Hayden Panettiere, uh, uh, just wearing the, the bath the, towel, you know? Yeah, the towel. That was the other thing. Like... Uh, in the cabin, they can't get the electric on, and then nobody's lit a fire. But, like, she's fine walking around totally nude, wet, and in a towel. Like, that's just... And that's the complaint that I usually have, because, like... I mean, I understand there's always going to be, like, sexualization, and there's always going to be object- objectification of women. But, like, a lot of games tend to do it in a more tasteful way, in a more, like, realistic way. And for me, it was just, like, the guys have, like, jackets on. I mean, I know that Mike walks around in a tank top at one point, right? Yeah, yeah. for majority of the game. Yeah. But, like, all the other guys, like, are, are fully clothed. But, like, the girls walk around with, like, half their clothes on. I just, like, it's not necessary. Like, if you're playing the game, you are you don't care if Sam... You can see Sam's ass. Like, you're like, I'm trying to save her ass, not look at it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I get you. (laughs) No, I get where you're coming from. And yeah, I I guess for me, it comes down to, like, is it a case where they're purposely, well, I don't want to say purposely, like, like, if that's, that was their goal to, like, feature them in that way, or if this is their way of kind of playing on that whole 80s slasher thing where you see these stupid things like a girl running around in a towel, you know, yeah, I mean, I trying to escape too. a killer. But yeah, I mean, without, without like being in their head, there's, there's really no way to know. So I guess we'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they make cool games. <laughs> Well, I mean, I thought, like, well, I mean, we're not talking about that game, but I thought Ashley Tisdale in House of Ashes was really well done. Like, she's, like, a military professional, and they actually, like, dressed her like one, and, like, I don't know. It can't be done. What's with the studio getting, like, Disney actors? Not saying that, you know, they're bad actors or bad people, but, I mean... (laughs) There's a common link or a reoccurring theme in in these games. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not oh, sure yeah, how Mike how they is choose from Agents of Shield, which is yeah Marvel, which is Disney. I mean, everything yeah. goes back to like Disney or Amazon or something. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I mean, so far I've loved every character that they've brought into the series, and it's Will Poulter, not Coulter. I just remember. <laughs> We were close. <laughs> sorry, guy. don't hate us. We were so close. Um, we love you, sorry, Adam Warlock. <laughs> Didn't um, he get like super snatched recently? Yeah, Did for Adam it? Warlock, which is uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, a Marvel Warlock. movie. On TikTok, like in love with how he looks now. It was like when, um, what's his name, um, Neville Longbottom. 
like went from the movies to like what he actually looks like in real life. A fucking hunk. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they barely announced that he's Adam Warlock, but who knows how long ago he knew about the role, and he's probably trying to get pretty, you know, beefed up, just like everybody else that becomes a Marvel superhero. Because except he... Paul Rudd. <laughs> All right, is a gem. I mean, he's weak, but like he's not like buff. Right? No, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're running out of time, so I'm gonna go ahead and jump over to something else I wanted to talk about. Um, our boy Josh. Oh um, gosh. Do we love him? Do we hate him? Uh, what, what's our thought on Josh? He was my second favorite character. I just found his story to be so interesting, like watching his friends essentially being responsible for the deaths of his sister just had to be so unbelievably like heart wrenching for him that I can understand how it like drove him crazy. I don't agree with his methods. (laughs) Neither does his therapist if you find a cell phone. (laughs) But uh Um. I understand how he got there. So something I read in multiple forums is that he was actually seeing this psychiatrist a year before his sisters died. And he was already having issues with hallucinations and all these like mental disorders. So, you know, not to... Not to give him, like, or excuse his be- his behavior, his actions, I should say, but somebody that, in that mental state, like, seeing his best friends essentially do that to his sisters and, like, be responsible, like, you, you really can't blame him, and yeah, you-, you definitely do feel bad for him, and I thought it was awesome the way they included um, Peter Stormare. Um, who plays the shrink into it. One, I could hear this dude talk all fucking day. He has some one of the coolest voices. I loved him in Constantine too. When he yes, the as the devil. Yes, he just has like this like persona about him. And like he played that role to the T. And I love the curator and the dark anthology pictures, but uh, my boy Pete is the man and he's probably one of the cooler parts of this, but um, did you guys know that this whole conversation he had with his psychiatrist was like a hallucination the entire time? Did you guys ever pick up on that? I mean, I figured because the background keeps getting more and more distorted yes. as we progress through the game. Yes, that that is what I picked up on, and it made me curious, and that's kind of when I jumped into the rabbit hole. But yeah, I, I would I definitely don't blame him. Um, don't fuck with somebody who's already mentally broken because you can't expect them to react rationally. So, very true. <laughs> um, uh, go, go for it, dude. Oh, it's just to say, uh, I do. So one of the character points, probably because in a, in a way it's relatable, especially the way that you and I joke about, is that you know he's the one that's making all the dark jokes, you know, bringing that humor. You know, just that twisted sort of, you know, it still gets a laughs out. Um, that's like the one thing I do like, but everything else, I understand where he's coming from, but dude's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
nobody's perfect. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> he he did have his flaws, um, but as far as what he did to them, it was the least that they deserved. I mean, a prank for a prank. I mean, you got to give him his props. He comes from a horror movie family, so you can expect some fucking twisted shit to come out of his mind and you know with the props and um experience of seeing his dad make all these movies at his disposal i mean he did a pretty fucking good job of scaring the shit out of those yeah i do have to bring up and ask since we are on the topic of josh there are multiple endings with josh uh who got josh killed because i got josh killed i got josh killed not the both times i also got josh killed (laughs) Second time he got killed. First time, no, he lived. <laughs> oh wait, he can live. Yeah, he there's different live. options. So, so one of the options is if you manage to collect all the diary pages uh, from Beth. Uh, I'm sorry, from Beth and Hannah. He lives. Um, he gets interrogated, and you know that probably goes somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is he himself uh, becomes a Wendigo. Oh, uh, that's what yep. happened at the end of mine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then uh, there's another option, which happened to me. He died. Uh, he ended up getting his uh, head crushed by uh, by the sister that lives, which would be Hannah, right? Yep. Yeah, he gets that's, his head crushed by her. Yeah, that's actually, I believe, one of the few ways that you find out Hannah's fate turning into a Wendigo, because that's when you see the butterfly tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may be wrong, but I believe that's that's one of the endings that reveals that to you. Huh. Um, but before we close out this spooky episode, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to try it. <laughs> how long would you last and until dawn? How many hours until dawn would you make it? <laughs> as soon as shit starts going sideways. So as soon as the windows start coming out. So probably like around one o'clock. Yeah, that's probably when, uh, you know. I'm going to make a stupid mistake and I'm going to get my head cut off or dragged and thrown into a mine and being eaten by Wendigos. So there's me. What about yeah, you, Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> probably not very long, but I would have done a fairly decent job at finding somewhere to hide, at least for the longest time I could. Which, which surprises me that a lot... I mean, obviously they had to go through what they did to entertain us, but <laughs> realistically thinking, why the fuck didn't you just hide? Well, I mean, I think it was because, like, Josh had been, like, tracking them and was, like, purposefully scaring them. So, like, you could only hide for so long until, you know, he knocked the one girl out, Ashley, right? And, like... Or Sam, I mean, he knocked Sam out and like mm-hmm. took her off. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, she couldn't really hide. But <laughs> all right, I don't know. I would have been done for as soon as we ended up in the mines because that shit terrifies me. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that is everything we have. Is there something you guys would like to add? Um, yeah. Oh, you go. Go ahead, Kristen. I was just going to say, um, you know, make sure you don't prank your friends and don't eat people in the woods. Any other time is fine, I guess, but just don't eat people in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Good tip. That's, Do that not is... eat your friends or people. 
That is a perfect tip. Yes. So, Kristen, I know you probably won't be joining us for the next episode. Obviously, you're welcome to. You're um, not the hugest fan of these indie horror films. Um, every now and then, you'll find one that you like. But I want to give you the the opportunity, um, since we have a few minutes to kill, to choose the film that we'll be talking about next. Are you up for it? Sure. Why don't you give me a second to think about it? Because Daniel was going to say something. Go for it. So um, both of you know who I've been texting and talking to. So um, and no matter what you do in this uh, quick time event. um, So when it comes to Chris having to either kill himself or having to kill Ashley, um, I didn't know that the scene had already started because I was on my phone texting. Um, if you do not make a choice, Chris will automatically shoot um, uh, Ashley. And in this playthrough, <laughs> I was really upset um, because when Chris is running uh, running away from the Windigos to get back into the cabin, Ashley's standing at the door and she just gives you the death glare and then you get killed by a fucking Windigo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, we've all been there. Um, before Kristen and I got together, I used to hide in many bushes playing Fortnite with you guys uh, while I text her. So. I remember that. Definitely, <laughs> definitely understandable. <laughs> You're all welcome. Um, so this horror movie, I'm just like, do you give me options or do I have to just pick one? I can give you options if you like. Okay, yeah, give me options. All right, so think of any indie movies. Like, what? No, no, you're good. Um, I have a list um, of movies we're pulling from because I'm trying to dive uh, or delve more into the obscure. So, uh, we'll go with Behind the Mask, Thirteen Fan, or Sweetheart. Ooh, I like the titles. What was the second one? Thirteen Fan. Thirteen fan so do you want me to give you synopsis of the movies would that help i don't mind nah what was the first one again behind the mask and the last one is sweetheart i don't know the second one just caught my attention so we'll go with the fan one 13 fan okay (laughs) yeah um so (laughs) i'm sorry it's 13 fanboy uh my mistake so this oh, movie that's even better. <laughs> I will tell you guys the synopsis for those of you um, that listen and are interested. An obsessed fan stalks his favorite actors from the Friday the 13th films and beyond. As a child, um, Kelsey Voorhees witnesses the murder of his of her grandmother. So essentially, it's a fan of Friday the 13th, the film franchise, and they got actors from all of the previous films to come back. And he's essentially killing them throughout the film. So he's he's killing all the all the actors that made these movies famous. And there's some if you're a fan of the Jason Voorhees films and Friday the Thirteenth, you're gonna recognize some of these people. So I thought it was really cool, and really interesting. It just came out this year. So oh damn, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll watch. Yeah, that. I'm really excited. Um, and then we'll knock this one off the list. So join us next week. Or in two weeks or three weeks, whenever we decide to record again. I'm sorry, we don't have a set schedule. Let's try Um, to do it every two weeks. 
the one thing we can tell you is that we are unofficially sponsored by Topo Chico. <laughs> um, oh, wait, wait. So that is also true. But hold on, um, we, we we forgot to give our our rooster counts for the movie. Oh shit! For the game, yes, yeah, the game. I am sorry. so sorry. Uh, the name of the podcast, Dead Roosters. So we have to give uh, between one and ten dead roosters. Uh, we have to give our official rating to Until Dawn. So we'll go ahead and start with you, Daniel. Because this, you know, deals with the butterfly effect, I would have it be butterfly effect, but I know it's confusing and change every time. Um, just because of the gameplay, I will give this eight dead roosters at a 10. That is a very respectable score. Uh, what about you, Kristen? Uh, you can divide your roosters by 0.5 as well. I see. Um, and I get 10 roosters to kill, correct? Yep. Hmm. Um, for this game, I would say nine. Damn. Out of okay. ten. That's pretty... I really enjoyed it. I really like the story. Story is really important for me in games. So, um, the gameplay I can kind of live with depending on how bad it is. But <laughs> the story for me is the most important thing. So I would kill nine roosters for this game. Damn, that's pretty solid. Um, I am going to top both of you, and that is a pretty spot-on score, I will add. I'm giving it 9.5 dead Which roosters. brings us to an average of 9 roosters? Uh, yep, again. <laughs> <laughs> We're always breaking it down the middle. Um, yeah, I'm with Kristen. Um, to me, gameplay doesn't make the game. I play a lot of indie games that probably don't have the best or, um, you know, most uh compatible not compatible you know the best gameplay sometimes they're buggy whatever you you guys know what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. but to me it's all about the experience i've played a lot of indie horror games that are simple as like click through games or something very you know simple but you still get like this experience from it and that's what i get from until dawn and all the other games that supermassive have put out as glitchy or you know, troublesome as the gameplay may be, the experience is always there. So, 9.5. So, yeah, average score, nine dead roosters goes to Until Dawn. Um, but that's about it. Again, um, Topo Chico, if you're listening, um, sponsor us. We drink a lot of your drinks. Or if you don't want to sponsor us, just send some cases to Arizona because it's getting harder and harder to find some. And Perrier does not taste as good as Topo Chico. Yeah, we we cry little tears of just sadness when we can't get our hands on Topo Chico and we have I, to settle for Perrier. Yeah, I, I cry into the Topo Chico bottles and I just drink that. That's, your that's tears. disgusting. Yeah, your tears, <laughs> you're so sweet. But again, thank you guys for joining me. Um, I love hanging out with you, even though I live with one of you and talk to you the other all the time. Every day. (laughs) It was fun. (laughs) It was fun talking about Until Dawn. Until next time, goodbye.